Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and thought, wow, I really thought I'd be further ahead by now? If so, you are not alone. I've spent the last two years traveling the globe looking for the answers. The problem is, it's fear of failure that was holding me and so many of you back. I realized that no one was telling the real story of entrepreneurship. So I flew to the US, decided to face my fear and go all out to build my million dollar business completely from scratch. But the real question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our online tribe and share the internet's top marketing secrets. My name is Jamie Atkinson, and this is the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Atkinson, the podcast junkie, and man, have I got an incredible guest for you guys today. I've been trying to get her on an interview for about the last two months, maybe, maybe a month. And every time we try and get that meeting, we just seem to miss and miss it. And it's either me missing it or her missing it. So I'm super excited to have her on the show today. And my guest today is a confidence creator and a self-love junkie. She's the host of the Life Inspired podcast. She's not only a six-figure owner, but she also has a hell of a lot of fulfillment in her life helping women and empowering them to feel healthy, confident, and powerful in their own skin. And I'm super excited to have my guest on today. Please welcome Kayla Delagi. Kayla, what's going on? What's up, Jamie? Gosh, you just give me like, you give me the coolest intro ever. I just feel I'm like, damn, I'm pretty I mean, badass. Thank you. You're pretty, you're pretty cool. So that wasn't that wasn't too difficult. And you know, just before we got on this interview, we were probably just chatting like like two Stepford wives for about the last 25 minutes. And I finally said, you know what? We've just got to turn the microphone on and get started with this interview. Otherwise, it'll be six hours from now and we'll still be chatting. But Kayla, I'm so excited to speak to you because I just feel like you're such a genuine person and from everything I've been following online, and, and before I did this interview, I, I purposely didn't dig too deep into your business because I wanted to hear the story firsthand so I could have my you know, organic reaction to it. But what I really, really love is that it really seems like you're living your best life right now. Do, do you think, is that true? I would totally say yes. I, I absolutely would. It's like a dream lifestyle, but it's also kind of like I still go through the hiccups and the daily struggles and the obstacles that like all us normal humans do. But I think I've just learned to be passionate about the things that do make me excited in my day. And that kind of keeps me thriving. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because this show is all about that. It's all about, you know, everywhere you see this 1% success, but the truth is no matter what level you're at, you're always having the ups and downs. And I feel like so many people don't share that. So uh, we love to kind of dig into that on the show. But just before we get into, you know, what you're doing with your business, how you're helping people and some of those ups and downs in your journey, Kayla, can you just give us a little bit of an introduction about how you got started in this whole online world? Because I know you've got a thriving business now, but I also know you left a previous six-figure business because you weren't feeling fulfilled. So just tell us, how did you, how did you get to that point in the first place? 
Totally. Oh, I love this because like when I do podcast episodes, I'm always like, oh, give me your background story. So I love being able to kind of switch roles on it. (laughs) But I came from the dental background and I have like a really typical story of anyone who was just wanting more control over their day to day. I wasn't somebody who like wasn't happy in my career. I loved my job. Like I love teeth even still to this day. Like I would floss a lot of people's teeth and they'd be like, well, that's really weird. But I'm like, this is great. Like <laughs> we're taking like, care of your gums. Like, like on the subway, you would have like in your pocket and you just like get on top of someone like, oh, you need to do this. Like if, okay, so here's the line. If they were somebody I knew, then yes. If they were uh, somebody was sitting next to me and had something in their mouth, I would just give them floss, let them know where it was, maybe hold a mirror or my phone. But uh, yeah, I probably wouldn't put my hands in there without some gloves. <laughs> but, <laughs> some antiseptic, yeah. you know. Yes. But either which way, I loved my career. It really lit me up inside to be able to you know, build connections with my patients and have them walk out of the office just feeling completely transformed and just literally walking out as a different person. And I loved that aspect. But again, like a lot of the population, I wanted more control over my day to day. I was so tired of like being told how long I had to be at work and for how much I had to be there. Like at some point you kind of wake up inside and you're like, I'm either worth this or I'm allowing myself to just feel like this is enough. And I didn't, I knew I wasn't, I knew I wasn't worth the pay I was making any longer. I knew I was worth so much more. I had a purpose to fulfill. Don't get me wrong. I had no idea what it was just yet. Some days I wonder if I know, but I wanted to do something different. And my husband and I had just recently gotten married and I wanted to spend more time with him. So I'd basically kind of gotten online and like a lot of people, you see these ads on your newsfeed or you hear certain friends doing different sales or programs and you're like, what is that? And so that was kind of me, like a girlfriend had told me about a program and I was like, seriously, all right, like I'll check it out. Let's do it. And I ended up being able to quit my job in 91 days as an affiliate marketer for a company and it was life-changing it was like the most fulfilling and gratifying thing I'd ever done in my life but it was also something that I knew I could keep going and and continue if I would just learn more and kind of continue to grow I was really uncomfortable being in an entrepreneur space because I never had felt like I was before. Like we all term it as imposter syndrome. And that was me. I was like, I am not an entrepreneur. Like I'm just a normal dental office employee who just kind of made it, made it big in my eyes. But I have just over the last three years have now grown our business to almost a million dollars. And I've walked away from a very successful business that I even to this day would still say I love, but I, at the end of the day, want to make sure that when I lay down at night, I'm proud of the decisions I've made. I'm excited about the future and the path that I'm going down. And if I'm not, then like, there's got to be some serious changes made, no matter how scary they are. For some which reason, I... I push myself and I'm not afraid of change. I'm more afraid of staying the same. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a short. Wow. That's so amazing. So just, (laughs) just put this, just put this on a timeline for me. So how long are we talking between when you quit your job and where you are today? Okay. So I actually quit my job September 1st of 2016. So in just like a month and a half, it'll be like three years for me. That's crazy. I I feel like September is the month when people quit because I left my job in September of 2017. 
So I feel like, you know, that's that's kind of a thing. So, but just to put this on the timeline, and the reason I asked that is that that's not that long ago. And I'm really glad that you touched on how much kind of revenue that you're doing in the company, because a lot of people say six-figure business, and that can be $100,000 a year, which is like $10,000 a month, or it can be $900,000 a year, which is like a hell of a lot more, right? That's like nine times the size of a business. So I feel like six-figure business gets thrown around a lot. But I also know that some people, sometimes when you get to that low six figures, it sounds like a lot. But by the time you get through your business expenses, paying your team, doing all of that stuff, paying your tax, like all of those other things, actually, there's not always a lot left over. And I, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people who they say to themselves, if I can get to $10,000 a month, I'm going to be happy. But I know a lot of people who do get to that level and it still isn't quite enough. And also what's interesting is that it's not just about the money, right? It's about that fulfillment. So tell me a little bit, tell me a little bit about what was the, what your first business, what was the product that you were selling? Like what, what was it? Yeah, I was selling um, a high ticket alkaline machine online and I still am like, is this those, those like water machines that like make it yeah. like like I got I met a guy who was selling these in Bali and he was like passionate about it like I'm telling yeah. you he was like I was like two thousand dollars for a water machine dude I've got a tap and it's free and he was like so tell me like tell me a little bit about like how that works because like there's there's a reason people do this right well I mean it like kills me inside to hear that you would like drink from tap because like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awful if we know anything about like water sell me, and pollution. Sell me Kayla <laughs> give me the stuff like tell me why I'm gonna die at 30 because I'm like <laughs> yes, it's just more so like just all the toxins and the pollutants and things that are not being actually cleaned and especially when you're traveling abroad like it's one thing if you're living in the states and you actually have these tests that are regularly done but if you're living in foreign countries you're being you know an adventurer you don't know what's going on and so it's just safer to be aware and to know not saying that you have to expend that kind of money but at least be consciously aware of the water you're drinking and where it's coming from but I love Enagic's products they changed my life because I in 2015 had my gallbladder uh, emergency removed Um, I was having a ton of pain for a long time and I like had gone through so many tests and so many scans and spent a year trying to figure out what the heck is going on with me and it ended up being my gallbladder was functioning at less than 10 percent so like almost anything that I'd eat especially fatties like anything fatty whether it was good fats or bad fats would just tear my stomach apart and so I had it removed and being on an alkaline diet was something that just completely transformed my health and my life now I wasn't completely alkaline right where you're like so strict but I was (laughs) incorporating an alkaline diet and drinking better quality pH water and that was something that I will never forget or let go of. And I will always be passionate and like thriving about it because it's serious. Like this is your, this is life or death, like you say. Um, But in terms of a business and building a brand and building something that I truly feel aligned and fulfilled every day that I'm serving, um, it just no longer felt there. And that was a hard decision. Like I even mentioned in the beginning, it was a hard decision up even now to have made, but I'm so much like more excited when I wake up helping the women see the results and achieve what they want 
doing what I'm doing now that it was the best decision that I could have made so, for myself. So that's interesting, right? Because you had a product that you truly believed in, had literally transformed your life, but it yeah. wasn't, even though you were successful in what you were doing, it wasn't ticking all the boxes. So let's just let's just dig into that, Kayla. So, so talk to me about how you came to that realization. Like, what was it? Like, what did it feel like every day when you were waking up when when you were doing that that role? Of course. So I was coaching back then, like a ton of affiliates, kind of to do the same thing for themselves and build a brand around the same kind of business. And for me, it was hard not seeing a lot of duplication in the manner that I thought or knew was possible. And there's so many objectives, right, on why people are and aren't successful. So to say it's one avenue would be so incorrect. So to say it's like this specific company or product or comp plan or whatever is not true. But for me, I knew at the end of the day that there had to have been an easier way to give back what this person that I was on a coaching call with or on weekly calls with, give them the result they're actually looking for in an easier, shorter, or more aligned process than the way that we were doing it. You know, I spent over $150,000 in Facebook advertising in my two and a half years online. And yes, I made a ton of money and I'm so grateful and I've learned so much and I love ads like (laughs) targeting and all that weird tech stuff is like totally my thing. But I also know how scary that is for somebody to think that they have to do the same thing to gain the same kind of success or even do a fraction of the amount. And I no longer see that as the only way of being successful or whatever. So yeah, it was just kind of like a compile of all these different avenues and things that were kind of barking at me in the back of my mind and I went to the Bliss Project event which is by Lori Harder and she's like one of my just I love her and she's a huge inspiration to me and after leaving that event and being around 500 women telling you that you can do what you want to do and it doesn't matter what other people think and it could be scary and you might be alone but it's okay and you're gonna be okay if you just believe you're going to be okay and that that event just changed me for some reason and made me say you know what at the end of the day let's do you and if that's changing your business then hey you changed your career three years ago and you made it so we're gonna make it too (laughs) I love that I love that and Kayla I really want to dig into into the new direction you're going in with your business now and I really want to um, find out more about what you're doing to help these women but before I do that I want to dig into um, about what you did to create your movement. Because what it sounds like is that most people, when they think of, hey, I'm going to go and sell a product, they don't think to create their own spin on it. They don't think to create a brand and a movement and a community of people um, who they can sell that product to. And it's about more than just the physical product. You know, you're not just a storefront that sells these things, right? It's, a, it's more than that. So what I want to learn about, because I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that movement you created allowed you to transition to this new direction and allowed you to help that. Talk to me about how you got started in creating that movement. I know you mentioned Facebook ads, but did it start there? 
No. So I basically, it would say I transitioned kind of my movement just recently this year, back in February, I started, or I launched this confidence creator challenge. And it was basically a 30 day video challenge for women to go through recording themselves and talking about uncomfortable topics and just getting to know themselves more and feel confident in their own skin. My purpose through that was just to give back. For like once, I wanted to kind of cut ties from what I was doing, but not just jump right into something else. Give myself some time to like feel it out, see what makes me excited. What, who do I want to serve? What do I even want to serve them in? Like, how am I going to help anyone? Um, and that was where the confidence creator came in is because I love videos. And I know that through video recording of my own business, it helped me just gain confidence as a person, just seeing myself, having to hear myself, correcting myself, but also growing some kind of weird relationship with myself <laughs> too. So I started there. And the fact that so many women took on it and thrived through it, it it made me so excited. Like I couldn't believe for one that women were just getting so many of the same results from these topics and these videos that I was, but also that I was able to just serve them and not feel like I was responsible for anything after my product sale, if that made sense, because I was so used to like personally coaching people and kind of yeah. feeling the obligation of their success too. Did you so have kind of there? Did you have many people um, kind of with you when you started that confidence challenge? Like how many people were following you at that point and were in inside your community? So when I launched the Confidence Creator, I got 16 girls to join. And that was for the first month. And like I said, I launched Did you do it for free? Yes. Well, so it's $27 for any of my core four challenges. And they're basically 30 days. And yeah, you go through different aspects of the self and develop or kind of grow confidence in different areas. That's cool. So So you started with 16. And then you launched it and you saw them getting that kind of crazy result. And then what happened from there? Because like, I imagine that kind of lit you up, right? To be honest, I had no So I had all these ideas, right? Because I told myself when I decided to make this transition that I wasn't just going to jump full force into another business or another company or another path without really feeling it out and making sure it was what I wanted to do. So when the confidence creator was going as well as it was about halfway in, I was like, oh God, like, what am I going to do after this? Like I have so many ideas of things that I know I can help women through and how will I connect them and and relate them. But then I kind of just sat down one day and really just jotted down in a journal the different areas of where I have felt have helped me evolve or transform and ultimately have molded me to be the successful person that I am today. And that started with, you know, building self-confidence. And then it was with my physical body. So accepting and loving my body. And then it happened with detoxing. So releasing and letting go of these things that no longer served me. But then it was nutritional habits. So it was feeding and replenishing my body with nutritional value and things that were going to give me energy throughout my day to perform at my highest. So those were my core four. And that's kind of where it evolved and where my challenges came from and how I've just continued to kind of share and grow those. And my, yeah, in the beginning, it was like never to 
have any other purpose than just to serve. And now I've been able to align it with a company that serves them in terms of products alongside of my challenge that I've seen just completely change people's lives. <clears throat> and it's amazing, like including my dad. My dad has lost almost 33 pounds in three and a half months working out, but also taking homeopathic weight management drops that a part of the company I'm with. And that's amazing. Like my dad is thinner than he has ever been since I was born. And wow. I got to watch him do that and be a part of it too. So yeah, that's where I'm at. <laughs> it's that's kind of super a long fun. way of it, but yeah, that's no, that's amazing. And I and I and I want to dig in a little bit more to um, the core four in just a second. But before I get that, I want to get real tactical. And the reason that I want to, and I want to get some some kind of real um, numbers and also some real um, truth as to how you grew this and how it went through there. And the reason I want to ask that is because there'll be a lot of people right now who may listen to what you're saying, Kayla, and, and they'll say, oh, she had a six-figure company and she probably had thousands of people. And, you know, she then went and created this next company, right? And a lot of people think that maybe, you know, you've got something that they don't. But the truth is, like, you started this confidence builder with just 16 women on a $20 product, right? That's not, that's not unfeasible for anybody to go out there in a brand new audience. So let's just talk through this. So you started off with 16 women and then you, you went into that program. And then when you then started to create that movement, how long did it take to grow in and how many people did you have inside this community as you were growing it? So we are about to like go into our last core four of round one of our challenges. And so right now I have 39 women that are a part of my movement. And I, yeah, I want, I'm so glad that you asked that because at the end of the day, I have treated this business as if I was starting from square one again. Like, yes, I have an email list I could leverage, but I also want people who are in a different mindset and in a different space and looking for a different outcome than the previous company and results that I was giving. So it doesn't match. It's not congruent. So there are a lot of things that I can leverage, but in terms of growing this business, I have been thriving off organic growth because again, I have experienced what it's like spending money to grow a business and I know it works but I also have seen now that I have not spent a dollar in advertising not one single dollar to grow my move my sisterhood group with my core four and I have almost 40 ladies and to me that's that's enough that's enough for me to keep serving and being able to show up the way I want to and also to know at the end of the day they're getting the results that they want because they're able to get through it and know that at the end of the day, there's other people going through it too. It's not just this mass organization of thousands of people where they feel like they're just a small fish in a big sea. And I love so. this because it's so important because just having those core people, the people that are there who are going to take action and having those true fans, those people that will literally shout about you from the rooftop is so important, way more important than having thousands of thousands. Like you said, you've got thousands of people on these lists, but you don't just want anybody. You want the right people to build that foundation of the business. So I think that's so important. So talk to me about when you were growing this movement and because this is a new direction for you now, and maybe you can share some insights from the previous kind of movement you built as well, but what were some of the really big challenges that you faced while continuing and beginning to grow those movements? Comparison. Comparisonitis. <laughs> I like to call it. <laughs> it's, it's a real thing. 
It, it really is, especially in the entrepreneur space. Like I'm sure it's in every space, right? But at the end of the day, us entrepreneurs have some like weird bone in us that always wants to keep growing and always keep creative and doing the newest, best thing. And so I feel a lot of the times we can get really sidetracked and we can get really overwhelmed and we can also put too much on our plate. And for me, it was that I've spent a lot of time comparing myself on what I should be doing or why is this not performing the way I wanted it to or just looking around and seeing what other people are doing and wondering if I'm supposed to be doing that too so it's typical questions I'm sure that most of us experience ourselves but yeah I would say those have been my hardest is knowing at the end of the day I was given a purpose and it might look different than other people's and that's okay but that doesn't mean my purpose is any less important or theirs so it's just yeah not that's such a big thing right like so so (laughs) it's something that happens all the time especially you know you see this you know everybody on Instagram and all of that stuff is like they always shout about the wins, right? It's that 1% of the success. But if you compare yourself to that all the time, it's going to suck, right? Because you're like, oh, they're doing this, they're doing that. But you've just got to focus on who you're helping and what you're going to try and do. So talk to me about the vision of where you're going, Kayla. Like, do you have a plan of where you want to get to over the next couple of years with this new direction? I do. So, you know what? I love that in the beginning, before we started our podcast, we were talking about like number goals and stuff, because I totally used to be that person in my previous business where I like chased all these number goals. I wanted to be in the two comma club. I wanted to be a million dollar earner. I wanted to help hundred thousand people. I had like all these numbers, but at the end of the day, when I kind of had my realization and I woke up, like, is this really what I even wanted? I realized that it's not about the number. It's just about the feeling and the connection and the result that the person's actually getting. So I have a plan and I know that I'm going to empower so many women, but I'm so detached from the number right now that I just want to know that the women that are taking action on themselves know that I'm going to run with them as hard as they're willing to run. And also that at the end of the day, I'm willing to help people step through the mud of getting there before they're ready to run. So I love that. I love that. And that vision is so important. And I feel that because like all throughout my life, whether I've been in a job or whether I've you know been an entrepreneur, it's not the money that inspires me personally. It's always about like that feeling that comes and associated with it. But there's going to be a lot of people who are listening to this right now who maybe don't have that. They don't have that vision or they don't feel that fulfillment. So when you were, and I just want to dig into this, when you were in that moment where you were waking up and you were having success and making a shit ton of money and everything is seemingly good on paper, but you weren't feeling fulfilled, what did that feel like? And and how did you figure out how to get a vision of what you wanted to do that was going to be right for you? Like, what, what did that look like? I felt so devastated. Because at some point, like, you know that the goals and the dreams that you're chasing are going to be fulfilling. And I'm not saying that they definitely weren't because they totally were. But there are moments and times where it was just like, I can't believe that I chased something that I never even physically said I wanted in the first place. It was almost like an achievement I had heard by a mentor or somebody at an event that all of a sudden I was like, dang, that sounds shiny and pretty. I'm going to I'm going to put that on my goal list and I'm going to share that I want to accomplish that. But when I did, 
it, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel the way that I wanted or knew that it could because it wasn't my idea. And so did you feel did you feel guilty at all when that happened? Because like I know for me, like I, I imagine if I if I got to that level and I made that kind of money, for example, and you didn't feel good, I wonder if there's any guilt there of like, man, I should be feeling great. I should be grateful that I'm here. But even though you're not feeling that, did you experience any of that? Yeah. And I had also like ruined a ton of like personal relationships within my own kind of space because I, they didn't necessarily align with what I saw or what I thought was right. Or, you know, there was just all of these expectations and assumptions and things that I had kind of gathered and put together that I thought was supposed to be the right way or how it was supposed to go. And when it went that way, holy cheese and rice, it sucked. Like I woke up and it was like, this wasn't this wasn't what I wanted at all. This wasn't what I thought I I wanted at all. But yeah, I felt guilt. I felt angry. I felt lost. But at the end of the day, I was like, you felt this way before. <laughs> like when I got out of high school, I felt lost. When I got into my first career, I felt like, is this for me? It was, it's not, it wasn't something so bad, but it was enough to be like, there's got to be change done from here and I read the values factor so I'm a big fan of John D. Martini um I just love everything that he writes and I've been to a couple of his events and he's just amazing and he has a book called the values factor and he uh, has you go through a step-by-step uh, different questions that allow you to actually align with what your true values are and it's crazy because you think you know what your values are but in reality, it's how you actually show up in your day. That is what your values actually are. Mm-hmm. And my values were completely different than how I was showing up in my everyday and in my business. And it made it enough to me to want to shift and to change. And so it did take me a year, almost a year and a half to like fully change these different aspects and avenues, including my business. But I'm here now and I'm still growing and changing, but I'd say that that book really helped kind of wake me up and see that this wasn't what I thought I valued. And it doesn't mean that that's not okay or it's not as important or it wasn't on my values somewhere. It just actually gave me some clarity on where my attention should be put because that's where I thrive. That's where I perform. And that's where everyone around me also feels best because I feel best. So what was probably one of the hardest moments while you were going through that transformation? Realizing that business was my number one value, because that is actually where I felt a lot of guilt. And like, I almost felt kind of angry at myself. Like, how could you put that over family or relationships or anything else that I thought was really important, especially doing it with your husband, and then you're his number one. And it's like, oh, (laughs) <laughs> sorry honey you're number three sorry, on my honey. list right <laughs> you're number two <laughs> but yes so for me it was kind of understanding that but then over time I used that as fuel to know that hey I'm using this business to give back to all of these different values that are important to me if those other values were my number one then I wouldn't be thriving in the ways that I want to give back so so it's almost it, like a conduit to help you you know amplify those other values that you have but only if you focus on it right 
a hundred percent yeah so it's been like the craziest transition and a lot of questions that I've had to ask myself but also be like okay with asking myself because these are hard questions and they also reflect a lot of my decisions and a lot of my behavior but that's where growth happens that's where you level up that's where change happens and I'm like addicted to that (laughs) what was the best piece of advice you had that helped you go through that kind of transformation Oh gosh, I have a coach and her name is Osha and she just has always given me really good mantras or I am affirmations. And for me, it was just understanding that my worth was no longer attached or determined by external factors, that my worth was determined by the connection and the purpose that I aligned myself with. And for some reason that was able to fuel me to make better decisions in areas that actually served my worth rather than making me feel like I had to show up to prove my worth, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's really powerful. And um, so I love that. So you've gone through this transformation, you're now a lot more aligned and it sounds like it's been a journey, right? Trying to figure out and take that step. Do you have any, do you have any advice for anybody that's maybe stuck in this moment right now? Because I know there's going to be a lot of people who maybe are maybe making some money or haven't yet figured out how to make that money. And I see so many people chasing, not even shiny objects, but who they think would be a good customer, as opposed to who they really want to be working with. Do you have any advice for someone who's feeling frustrated or stuck about how to try and get more aligned with like your own true values and and how to do basically what you've done and, and 180 your business into something you truly love? Yeah, so I remember my mentor, and it's a quote I actually posted a few days ago, but it's you don't get who you want, you get who you are. So if you are in your business and you are not seeing a customer or helping a client that you truly want or you truly know you can serve, you're somehow coming in with clients and customers that you just can't align with or can't seem to help or connect to, you get who you are. So know that there's somewhere in your life that you are not serving or focusing that you need to, whether it's maybe reading a personal development book or journaling to yourself or just giving yourself a hug and telling yourself that you're on the right track, that we need to reevaluate what makes us happy and actually go forward with doing it. Because sometimes you just feel like you're hitting your head up against the wall and why aren't things changing? Well, if you take a step back and you reevaluate the person that's hitting their head against the wall, sometimes you're able to reposition yourself and then your direction will change. So yeah, don't give yourself grace. Like I've beat myself up way too many times over way too many things that you just ultimately at the end of the day can't change, but you can change your direction forward and you can change the behavior and the actions and the decisions you make from the lessons you've learned. So you get who you are. So if you want this leader, this empowered person that just chases their dreams and their goals and shows up, then you have to too. Wow. Otherwise, yeah. you're not going to. <laughs> I love that. That's that's really that's really powerful. And um, just tell me, like, with what you're doing every day now, like, what's the favorite thing that you spend your time on right now? Okay, so I totally created this intention space in my garage a couple of weeks ago. I finished this incredible book, and he had talked about how he had an intention space every morning, and he went and spent X amount of time in there and, you know, talking to the universe about what he wanted or about what was going on. And 
something about that really connected with me because I'm somebody who journals and, you know, I have my gratitudes and I do all these things, but I really liked being able to create a space that I focused and used as just that to empower me and to feel connected. And so, yeah, I got a candle and like made this poster board (laughs) and like totally have my crystals and yeah, I go in there every morning and I spend sometimes it's only a couple minutes and I just, you know, talk to the universe and I ask for what I want and I tell them where I'm headed and I surrender to things I'm scared or fearful about. And there's something about that that makes me feel empowered and connected and also not responsible for everything that's up ahead that, you know, I'm taken care of. So it's kind of like, you know, that's religion super cool. or anything, <laughs> but my own. <laughs> do, you, do you have a name for the space? You know, I really should name, I should think of one to be honest. Yeah. I've just been calling it my intention space. But yeah, yeah, like, I don't know, like the, uh, and I don't want to be uh, detrimental or offended here, offend you, but like something like, I don't know, like the woo woo saloon or like something like, <laughs> yeah, like, or like maybe even a pet name. So you'd be like, I'm going to go and see this person. And actually it's the, right. it's the space, it's right? Space. And no yeah. one would know. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I think that's I so it. cool. I love that. It's almost like a man cave, but like for intentions, sounds like a lot of fun. Right. I love that idea. And I think, oh my God, there's been so much valuable stuff that you've talked about. And we haven't even got into the value giving part of this interview yet, which I love so much. And what I wanted to do, because I, I love what you're talking about with the core four, and I think that's really, really important is I wanted to just give you a couple of maybe five or 10 minutes just to talk really quickly about how that looks like and how somebody who's listening to this right now can use the core four to help them kind of get more direction and take that next step. So just before you explain how it works, can you tell us a little bit about what the, what the goal is behind the core four? Yeah, so the core four, like I had said, was created for somebody who's looking to serve different aspects of their self. So I have been having women who have gone through all four programs, but there have also been a lot of women who have started with specific ones that are looking for that area of improvement or transformation before they're ready to embark on other areas. Because everyone grows at different rates and everyone is interested in growing different areas. So yes, it is the core four. And I do have a kind of a specific structure for it, but it's not something you physically have to go through in that manner. But the different challenges, there's four of them and they're all 30 days and they all focus on different aspects of the self. So whether it's self-confidence and growing confidence within your own skin, your own voice, being able to look at yourself, talk to yourself, understand yourself and really hear what you're saying to yourself because that's what's huge about thoughts and how we actually treat ourselves. Um, And the next one would be, you know, loving your body and feeling confident and comfortable within your own skin. So it's an actual workout program, all body weight workout. So you don't feel like you have to have a gym membership or all this equipment. Um, And it's 30 days and it really helps you level up and feel sexy and like empowered in your body. But the third is like probably one of my favorites because it's a detox challenge, which allows you to release all of the things that you've now kind of surfaced and came and confronted over the last couple challenges and throughout your X amount of maybe personal development journey, but you're, you're ready to release it. You're ready to get rid of the things that are no longer serving you. So over a 30 day course, you're doing a detox, but it's not just, you know, a typical water and fruits and all this, you know, eating 
detoxification. It's your thoughts detox. It's an affirmation detox. It's a burn ceremony detox. So there's different things that you let go of. Um, And the last one, which we're about to go through, and I'm so excited for this one because it's like, it's probably the one that I'm like most fulfilled with because I feel it's really changed me core wise is the easy eating challenge and that's 30 days of clean eating so I don't I'm a vegan myself but I don't feel that every person has to be vegan or every person should be vegetarian or gluten-free or dairy-free but I do feel that you should be feeding yourself and respecting your body enough to say no to things that do not serve you and do not put nutritional value inside of your body that don't help you perform at your highest potential so it is 30 days to clean eating but it's in the easiest way of grocery lists made for you recipes made for you you have a tribe of women to be a part of and it's just developing different aspects of yourself to be able to be ready to embark on the next level because sometimes we get so stuck on the first level that we're not even ready to go through just taking the first step but after taking that first step going through that first challenge it's like everything else kind of feels easy exciting you want more and so that was kind of my whole point of it is to keep you growing and keep you evolving enough to where you can do it on your own that's amazing I love that and I'm actually getting hungry just thinking about this right now and eyeing up all the fruit that's on that bowl over there on the table like oh, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna get stuck into that right after this and um yes. so I love that Kayla and, and do you know what I I what I'm hearing is is kind of this amazing movement these amazing challenges you're going through and do you mind me asking you kind of like a hard question go right ahead that okay <laughs> So it, it sounds like going through that challenge every single day is very, very intensive for you in the business. Like you have to be there, like teaching these women and going through. Like having done four and they're 30 days each, how are you gonna how are you gonna scale this up? Like how are you gonna take it to the next level? So to be honest, I have everything already automated really. So I don't really have to do anything in the manner of scheduling posts in my Facebook group and showing up on lives and, you know, interacting and engaging in that manner. But everything else is through a members area. You have email notifications, everything's set up. So you have all your printouts, your downloads, everything within your members area to access. You have each week, each module, each topic. So it's nothing where you feel like you don't know what you're doing or you have all this overwhelm of different places. You have to find this information. And it's also a lot of of requirement off of me personally, because now I'm able to help the masses and serve in the education and space that I know, but I'm also not having to be the direct person um, doing it every single day. So there's a requirement of content creation. Yeah, there, I think that's fantastic because I see so many people do challenges who it's so intensive and they're so involved with it. And that's why I asked that question because I think that's amazing that you've really thought it out and, and have that prepare, preparation up front so that when you do want to scale it, and I know right now you're like outlining your core people, but then when you do want to scale it, you can take it to that next level really easily. And you know, the other thing I'm always curious about is, is there anything that's slowing you down right now in terms of what you're trying to achieve and where you're going to try and grow to in the future? You know, I wouldn't say slow me down. I would say for once in my life, I'm trying to be slowed down. I like... I've only been in the online space for three years and sometimes it feels like forever for what I have accomplished and created. But I've also done and kind of treated a lot of my businesses 
where I don't feel served me at the end of the day. I'd work 12, 16 hour days and work every single day of the week and not really enjoy the life that I actually created, right? That I worked so hard to create, I ended up not even spending time enjoying it to begin with. So for me, it's more so just like slowing down and like enjoying the actual process versus being so determined on achieving my destination that like, I don't even enjoy the journey. I don't even see it because it just flies right by me. And I don't want that to be that kind of process with this. Uh, wow. So I'm trying so it's to like, like intentionally slow. Yeah, it's hard. That. It's so hard, but <laughs> yes, it's intentionally slow because I want to enjoy this and I don't want to create or get to a place where I feel overwhelmed again, or I don't feel like I can manage, or I don't have things in structure or in place to manage me scaling and, and moving up. So yeah, it's been wow. nice to just be paced. <laughs> Amazing. I love that so much. Kayla, is there anything that you wanted to share that we haven't talked about on this interview yet? Oh my gosh. Well, other than like just the fact that you're great and I really appreciate you just oh, even thank letting you. me share <laughs> my space, but I would just say for most women, like, or just people in general, at the end of the day, there is something out there for you. And it's just being okay with being uncomfortable to find it. Like, I know we've talked a lot about my journey, but at the end of the day, like the most important part about my journey is just you understanding that I was willing to just go through these different uncomfortable phases to get to a good place in my life. It wasn't sunshine and rainbows, but just be willing to like make that decision that you're worth it. Your dreams are too. It's just going to be uncomfortable a little while. <laughs> We're all I love away. that. Embrace the discomfort, right? Like yes. thrive on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yes. been a big thing. Realizing that when I'm feeling uncomfortable, that's usually the universe telling me something cool is coming and you just have to lean into that pain, but do it. And I, what I love about what you said, Kayla, is it's not about going all in just on the goals for the sake of goals. It's about making sure you're taking a step back and like enjoying the damn life that you're living, right? Yeah, especially if you worked so hard to create it or you've just something that you are so connected and fulfilled and passionate about, like don't let yourself ruin that because of expectations that you set that might not be realistic. Mm -hmm. It's all about the journey. I love that. I love that so much. Kayla, this has been such a fun interview. You've been so amazing as a guest. I feel like I've really connected with you and I can't wait to just continue staying in touch with you and, and talking more. And I can't wait to have you back on again in the future to reflect on everything that's happened between now and when you come on again. Um, thank you so much. Now, for anybody that has really enjoyed listening to you, and I think you've got such a great voice for podcasting and I can't wait for other people to check out your show as well. If people want to go and check out the Life Inspired Podcast, if people want to follow along with everything else that you're doing, where, where can they go? Where's the best place for them to go? So you can find my podcast at lifeinspiredpodcast.com and I would love for you guys to check it out. But thank you so much for saying that. <laughs> it's so fun to do podcasts. I know that you understand. Um, and then you can also follow me on any social media platform at Kayla DeLarge. Uh, yeah, I'm literally on just about everything but Twitter. So yeah. <laughs> you'll and find you can't, me. And you can't miss you because you had this like, I know you're like blonde now, but you have this beautiful like blue hair yeah. that like stands out. Like you can't miss her when you search for her, which is amazing, right? 
I know I used to have this beautiful blue mermaid hair and I rocked that for like two years. So yeah, totally stands out. <laughs> That's killer. So Kayla, thank you so much for being on the show. Really enjoyed it. And what do you think? Do you want to come back on again in the future? Oh my gosh. Yes, Jamie. Thank you so much for even offering. I will I definitely know. take you up on it. <laughs> oh, fantastic. And just before you go, is there anybody that you've spoken to on your show or anybody that you know within your space you think would be a really good fit to come on this podcast and to speak to us? Yeah, let's see. Oh my gosh. So Lance Isios, have you chatted with him? He has no. the University of Adversity podcast. And it's amazing. He's really inspirational. He's a really cool Canadian too. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I speak to so many fun Canadians now. Eh? They're the coolest. So much fun, right? Yeah. They are. And they're fiery. Like you think Canadians are all nice, but like, yeah, they got some fire behind them, you know? The nicest fire, right? Like yes. it doesn't hurt. Oh, yeah. It doesn't burn, but it's just like, damn, you're yeah. on fire. <laughs> like, like some scorch to it, you know, which is yes. super fun. <laughs> well, no, thank you for that recommendation. I'll, I'll absolutely reach out to Lance and, and have a chat with him. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Make sure, guys, if you're listening at home, go check out Kayla's show, The Life Inspired Podcast. Follow along with her journey. And honestly, I'm just super thrilled with everything you're doing. I love that you've got such fulfillment. It really like makes my heart warm, like seriously hearing that. So congratulations for really figuring out um, what it is that lights you up because that's so important. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's been a journey, right? But it's about enjoying that journey. So I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me on. It's been so much fun. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Kayla. And for the rest of you guys listening at home, thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And if you've loved the show today, leave a rating review. And don't forget to mention Kayla if you really enjoyed it on this episode today. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you on the next episode. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.